Did you know that Lover's Lane is currently hiring? Many of Lover's Lane's retail store locations located throughout Michigan, Illinois, Ohio, and Indiana are currently hiring romance specialists. Visit loverslane.com and visit the About Us section to learn more. More romance, more intimacy, Welcome to the Intimacy Advisor Podcast. I am your host, Sarah TomTom, and I am excited to answer some listener questions for today's episode. I've been hoarding your questions for this very moment. It is back to school time, and I don't know if anyone else listening has uh, had a little one at home this summer, but gosh, it feels really good to have them back in school, right? I mean, my daughter is also very happy to be back, but it's um, we had a really great summer, but it's definitely a different pace and a bit of a free-for-all, so I'm happy to be back on a schedule that's reliable. But I thought that back to school would be a nice time to address your questions, and I got a few good ones. So let's dive in. Okay, this first one uh, has to do with making orgasms better. This person started masturbating at a very young age, and their method of masturbation was rocking back and forth on my stomach and it felt good. So just a side note here, this kind of humping, grinding uh, masturbation technique is really common first time solo play strategy for a lot of people. And because we often don't talk about masturbation and especially like early experiences around our sexuality, I think a lot of people feel alone Uh, in this, if this is how you learn to explore your genitals. So I'm just putting a little asterisk here that this is very common. And if you've listened to other episodes and you've heard me talk about pleasure-based anatomy, the pubic mound is just a really awesome pleasure region that provides indirect stimulation to the clit or even the internal portion of the penis for folks with a penis. So continuing. Okay. So rocking back and forth on my stomach and it felt good, but I knew it could be better. While my technique has expanded, I'm still pre-orgasmic and still feeling that while I enjoy sex and masturbation, I'm missing something. So also a very common experience for a lot of people that you're like, yeah, I like sex, but it's not everything that I think it could be or everything that I've heard from other people that it is. So let me just give a little bit of an explanation about what's going on with that position in particular and that style of masturbation. Like I said, grinding, humping, perhaps like rubbing on a partner's body or using something firm to grind onto provides a lot of really awesome indirect stimulation. And if you want more info on this, really, I encourage you to go back and listen to the anatomy um, 
episode because it's going to give you a lot of good information about um, just kind of this erogenous zone, the pubic mound in general. So it sounds to me like you, this person, you listener are getting aroused and you're building a nice level of arousal in the body, which is a great technique and why I encourage folks to stimulate some of the lesser erogenous zones. So you're building arousal, which is awesome. You're enjoying it. You're feeling good. But then you're not layering in more intense sensations and stimulation that your body needs to reach what feels like a really satisfying climax to you. Here's a fun way to build on what you are already doing. Take a dual action product. These are often known as rabbit vibrators. Uh, One of my favorites is the WeVibe Nova 2. And start out on your pubic mound. Or even you could, you know, start masturbating however you normally do because I think adding sensations and it's always great to build off of what already works for you. But you can start externally with a dual action product, like kind of rubbing the internal arm over uh, the clitoris, the whole vulva. In this case, I would say you want to kind of focus higher up on your pubic mount, apply some pressure deep into the body, get some of that pressure that you're used to from grinding and instead with the toy using deep vibration you can even start it at a low setting if you're someone who's really sensitive to vibration and start rubbing it applying pressure rubbing it up and down the pubic mound and gradually over your whole vulva what you're going to want to do is definitely lube up the product In most cases, you're going to want a water-based lube for toys, and so you just want to look for something that doesn't have glycerin or parabens or like a lot of chemical ingredients that you can't pronounce because they might kind of mess up your um, pH. So you're going to have the toy lubed up and you're running it over your whole vulva. And the reason I love the WeVibe Nova 2 is it's really great for maintaining contact because as you are running the toy down, the internal arm down over your vulva, the external arm will start making contact higher up on your clit, on your pubic mound. And also with the WeVibe Nova 2, you can control the vibrators separately. If really what you want at least to start out, is just the feeling of pressure. So maybe you just activate the internal arm or you just activate the external vibrator. And you're going to gradually build arousal to the point where you start, you know, your natural lubrication starts building. And you're going to find that it's almost like the vaginal canal invites you in. Like if you're rubbing the toy up and down, eventually it's going to slip in. And in an aroused vulva, this insertion is just going to apply a little bit of additional 
pressure and feel really nice. Of course, if slipping the toy in doesn't feel comfortable, then you can just continue to use the toy externally, but the dual action product will give you the versatility to eventually build up to using it in lots of different ways. And once you've got the product inserted, you may find that just the external vibrator is enough to keep your body relaxed and heading towards climax. But if you need some additional pressure still on the pubic mount to simulate some of the sensations that you're used to, you can let the external vibrator stimulate the clitoris and you can use your other hand to apply some massage to the pubic mound because that's really the area that you are stimulating when you're grinding. And now you've got all of these layers of sensation that you've created and that are building on each other. You've built up an adequate amount of arousal to go for that kind of more targeted stimulation. And you're engaging lots of different nerve endings. Some people can get off from grinding, but for a lot of folks, you may find that that level of stimulation and not engaging some additional nerve endings is just really not enough to send you over to that kind of climactic experience that it sounds like you're seeking. And you can think about this process of layering sensations building upon kinds of stimulation that already are really enjoyable for you with any kind of play. And most new sexual adventures or explorations are going to be more satisfying if you don't recreate the wheel. Start with the familiar and then branch out and add on. Okay, let's go to the next question. It relates actually. What if my partner is too sensitive on her clit and nipples? Where do I start? Great question. Actually, are you in a relationship with me, dear listener? This is totally my situation. Yes, for some, the clit and the nipples are a great place to start for warming up, for foreplay, for arousal. But you know, we've actually kind of been trained to start there. Like I've learned that over the course of my sexual experiences, that that is often where people uh, try to engage with my body. And I don't know if it's from porn or if it actually kind of comes from this idea of like rushing to the finish line to align with cis men's arousal patterns, because these are very high concentrations of nerve endings. And so it is not unusual for this to be a hard place for some people to start because typically, you know, you're wanting to engage the more nerve rich areas of the body once arousal has already taken place, so to speak, because those nerve endings are primed for stimulation. Um, So if you think of arousal as something that builds, you don't actually want to start at the most nerve-rich spots first. Try starting with the lesser erogenous zones. Uh, 
some good information that's going to come your way from a partner. Uh, if you have hit a nerve rich area, but you have gotten there too soon in the arousal cycle, you're going to experience, they're going to, their movements are going to be kind of jerky. They might be pulling away. Uh, they might be telling you that that's actually uncomfortable or painful for them. So like any area that like when it's grazed <laughs> is just doesn't feel, feels kind of sharp or intense, that's going to be a spot on that person's body where you want to really get some juices flowing for them before you're putting any kind of focused stimulation. So take a step back and integrate those erogenous zones later in play. I don't love having my nipples or clit stimulated as I'm becoming aroused, but once I'm already aroused, I love them incorporated as a means of building to a climax and really kind of sending uh, sending it over, so to speak, like sending it over the edge. So where do you start? The neck, kisses on the neck, the inner thigh, uh, whispering something sexy or nasty to your partner. Ass squeezes are a great way to warm up. Like that's a super erogenous, erotic part of the body without these like focused points of nerve endings, ass slaps, or even thigh slaps, a little bit of spanking, um, some rubbing down of the body, approaching the pubic mound before you get into any direct stimulation on the clit, grazing the side of the breast, get some side boob action in there, hair pulling. These are all things you can do that start creating blood flow, increase arousal, and then those nerve endings are more primed for stimulation. Use your imagination. I'm sure you can come up with way more areas of the body to explore and delight and shower with sensation as your starting point rather than kind of going straight into the zone areas. I always say, you know, a lot of people think, uh, okay, to orgasm, I got to do click, 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 nipple, click, 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 right? <laughs> it's like, sure, if you're, you know, know your body and you're trying to have a quickie and you want to be really targeted and focused with the stimulation and you're real goal oriented around it, absolutely. If that works for you, cool. But for a lot of us, we need a little bit more time for arousal to build up and a little bit more nuance and variation and stimulation. Okay, question number three. We're going to go a slightly different direction here. What is the best way to pleasure your guy by massaging his prostate? I've never done it, and he wants us to try, but I don't want to look stupid. How does it work? Okay, let me address the stupid comment first. I don't want to look stupid. Of course you don't. None of us do. And I am certainly not judging you for feeling this way. 
But it is such a common myth about sexuality that we're supposed to just know how to do things. How? Who would have taught you? No one. This is not a thing that we get training for, right? So it is not uncommon for you to have no idea where to start with prostate stimulation if you've never explored it with a partner before. The important thing is you're interested in being responsive to your partner's needs and desires. And you even just asking the question, you being open to exploring this with your partner is a great way to make them feel seen. And frankly, it's super hot. So trying something new for them, I think is going to make them feel really special and learning together can be sexy. And it's certainly very intimate and a really nice way to connect. And even if you did have some experience going in, you'd have to learn how to do it how your partner likes it anyway. So unless your dynamic is totally dependent on a teacher vibe from you or an all-knowing persona you've got going in the bedroom, this is going to be great even though you have no previous experience. So don't feel stupid. You're trying to please your partner. That's so awesome. Yay, I can't. I'm so happy to help you. Okay, some basics around anal plate. We did just do an anal episode, so definitely check that out. I think that's always a really good place to start. It can be fun to like look up sex articles together or better yet, go to a workshop and then you can kind of see what piques your partner's interest. But there's a few things that I think are fairly universal. Uh, That is lube. Lube, 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 lube. (laughs) Always use lube with anal play. The ass does not self-lubricate. So if you want to minimize friction and increase pleasure, lubricant is going to be absolutely the way to go. I encourage you to try both a water-based and a silicone lubricant, especially, I mean, if you're just engaging in hand sex, uh, because there aren't any toys involved, so you don't have to worry about lube compatibility like silicone toy with silicone lubricant, etc. And see what your partner likes better. Silicone lube is going to create a really slick glide. And for some, that is exactly what they need with anal play. They need no amount of friction. They need it to be as slippery as possible because this is just a very, you know, sensitive area of the body. And for others, they're going to prefer a little bit of the friction and the drag that is still present with water-based lube. Water-based lube just typically isn't as slick as silicone lube. Uh, So you're going to want to make sure you've got some lube on hand. You might want to have some gloves too if this is y'all's first time exploring this. I do think that gloves not only have more glide when lubricated, they don't have the, you know, the friction of skin. Um, But there's also, as your partner is becoming familiar with anal play, they'll get more in touch with their body and what to expect. But gloves can just be great from a cleanliness perspective and just for everyone's comfort. Before you 
do any kind of internal penetration. Uh, the technique, what I call it is knock before entering. So what you're going to do with a lubricated finger is you're going to apply some pressure on the anus. This can just be literally just sort of pressing into the anus or doing some slight circular motions and certainly be stimulating some other areas of the body, like massaging his cock. You could have a vibrating cock ring on that's applying some vibration into the perineum, you know, turn it upside down so that the vibrator goes under the balls. And this just helps to really relax the area and get arousal going. If you're starting out, you know, with no, like you haven't had a make out and you're just like going straight in for the anus, it's not necessarily going to open up for you. So have some other stimulation going. This knock before entering is about applying some light pressure and massage to the anus so it starts relaxing and it will gradually start doing kind of a pulsing, almost like inviting you in. It creates just a little bit of suction and you're going to tip in. Don't poke the anus. You want to tip into the anus and you're wanting to direct your hand, your toy, whatever it is that you're going to be using towards the belly button. So if your partner is facing you, you're thinking of this as like a, you know, when you use your fingers and kind of hook them and it's like, come here, right? There's this come hither motion. If they are facing away from you, it's a go there. So you flip it around, whichever direction your partner is, you want the curvature in your fingers or your toy to be aiming towards the belly button because this is where the prostate is located. It's also where the G-spot is located in the vaginal canal. It's, you know, kind of top front of the vaginal wall or top front of the um, rectal, ca rec rectal canal. Yes, that's accurate. Um, so you're aiming towards the belly button and I'm describing um, having a little bit of curvature in your fingers or your toy. And that's because if you just go straight in, you're going to miss the prostate. So you're wanting to aim, kind of hook in. And then once you are comfortably inside your partner, you want to start exploring with varying degrees of pressure and motion. And I would suggest that you're probably starting with one or two fingers if you're totally new to anal play. Uh, and as, as you add fingers, the, the thing to do is just to add lube. A general rule is add lube every time you add another finger. It just helps to stretch and, and go slow because you don't want the anal canal to stretch quicker than it, it needs to, right? So let's say you've got about two, you've got two fingers inserted at this point. You're hooking them and you're giving this targeted massage to the prostate and you will start to feel it in there. It's going to engorge and become um, in the arousal process, you know, almost like protrude a little bit when you press into the body. So you're pressing into the rectal canal, aiming towards the belly button. And you want to think about uh, a few different types of stimulation. You can do a milking motion 
which is like, uh, it's kind of that come hither. It's like almost like you're pulling down on the prostate. You can try circular motions where you're pressing into the body and creating a big circle with your fingers and then go clockwise and try counterclockwise. Or you might just build up to just a direct tapping where it's like pressure, 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 and see what your partner likes. Take it slow, build in intensity and pace to a point where you have kind of a rhythmic, steady pace going and a level of pressure that your partner communicates to you feels good. You can do lots of exploration as you are building up, but once you've kind of found that pace and that pressure level that your partner likes, you want to stick to it to build to climax. And you can also use a prostate massager for this. Uh, My absolute favorite are the Aneros line, the Aneros Helix Sin with a vibrator is my top recommendation. And your partner can use this solo as a way to really learn what they like and get used to the sensation. You can also use it together. You know, uh, you can insert it and rock it in your partner's body rather than him doing the contractions on his muscles to rock it back and forth. But these massagers are so fantastic and they're specifically designed for this and they can be used both solo and with a partner. So if using your hands and exploring all these different techniques and uh, styles of hand massage on the prostate is intimidating for either of you, then I would say just get an an Aneros and try it first. And you can, even if your role then in that interaction is to keep stimulation going somewhere else in your partner's body, maintaining eye contact, talking to them about how hot you think they are, how exciting this is to be trying something new together. You know, that's a totally valid way to have partnered sex. And maybe eventually you will branch out to you giving your partner a prostate massage or maybe even strapping it on one day and penetrating them with a dildo. The possibilities are endless. Good luck. Enjoy. And I really appreciate folks sending these questions in. It's a really fun way to engage with you all and share tidbits of information that perhaps we haven't had a chance to cover in other episodes. Any product I have mentioned in the episode, as always, is available at loverslane.com or sexdrive.com. You can find lots of quality information, lots of Q&As, blogs, articles, etc. at intimacyadvisor.com. Until next time. Intimacy Advisor podcast is brought to you by Lover's Lane. Sign up for the Frequent Lover Loyalty Program and earn one point for every dollar you spend in-store or at loverslane.com, ambiance.com, 
or sexdrive.com. Visit a Lover's Lane location or loverslane.com to learn more. More romance, more intimacy.